How are we doing, everybody? Deep Shot Podcast, back again. New week. Look, like we said, football's over, but that doesn't mean we have to quit talking about football. We're going to start this episode off with football. The biggest news, obviously, since the Super Bowl has ended, really, is J.J. Watt came out with a video last Friday saying he and the Texans had reached a mutual agreement to part ways, and he is no longer going to be with the organization, so now he is a free agent. This isn't much of a surprise uh, to a lot of people, not to me. I think a lot of people saw this coming, especially with the Sean Watson rumors coming out. But I think what is the biggest surprise from it is the fact that he is going to leave Houston just debt-free, just nothing. And the Texans just shows organization they are, and we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it the past year with the fact it all it all goes back. Let's start with how bad before we talk about what JJ can do. Let's talk about how bad the Houston organization itself is. Bill O'Brien being able to just trade away DeAndre Hopkins last year for David Johnson, and when he made that trade, it was so obvious that like it was such a bad trade, and they weren't getting anything. Good, good enough in return. Like, first of all, you're not really supposed to trade DeAndre Hopkins when you have Deshaun Watson and this DeAndre Hopkins duo, and you've made the playoffs and you won a playoff game the year before. But especially if you're going to not get anything back, like that's good enough. <laughs> like, I, I'll never understand it. Maybe Bill O'Brien had a hard on for David Johnson. That's the only thing that I start to assume when you think of way back when. Um, but the fact that the Houston Texans were letting Bill O'Brien make that trade is already just showing how stupid they are. And then you go into the season, four games in, they're 0-4, he's fired, and all of a sudden now this team is just what you already knew was going to suck. There's no way. They had the worst defense ever. Deshaun's balling, but he's got really nothing. All, all, then midway through the season they lose like all the receivers because of – the suspensions and injuries and so they're you know so that's that's that and then your season's over now there's all the Deshaun Watson trade rumors right well now you've got J.J. Watt who's been the cornerstone of your team for the past 10 years um everyone knows J.J. Watt's accomplishments three times the three-time defensive player of the year he's an all-decade player like with the best defensive end of the 2010s and it's hard to argue against it um it's it's the like it it goes back literally a year ago they let DeAndre Hopkins go in a sense like they did not trade him for anything worth value David Johnson sure he was on my fantasy team this past year did some good things but there's not anything of value that he brought that DeAndre Hopkins wouldn't have had um but that is what it is so now JJ Watt's a free agent in the past few days, there's already been some teams favored. The first big thing was, oh, T.J. Watt and J.J. Watt going to team up in Pittsburgh, right? Well, now, as of today, which is Tuesday, February 16th, the Cleveland Browns have apparently emerged as the favorite to sign J.J. Watt. That's just according to NBC and CBS and everything else I read today. To think about, one, having J.J. Watt who we all know is not in the prime of what he was anymore, but he's still J.J. Watt, a presence. Um, he's, you know, and he needs, and he can bring leadership and charisma and anything you need um, from a veteran player 
to this Cleveland, this young Cleveland Browns defense that could get could be improved. Obviously, on one side you'd have J.J. Watt, on the other side you'd have Miles Garrett. First of all, that's dangerous within itself. Um, if Cleveland's able to draft well this year and do some other things, that'd be crazy. The other aspect is he's going to be playing against his brother twice a year. That gets your blood pumping right there. Look, J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt on the same team would be cool in a sense, like all oh, the family gets to go and you know they can have their triple jerseys and blah, 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 blah. But to get to see J.J. and T.J. Watt go against each other for a division crown, think about it. J.J. Watt's on the Browns this past year, and J.J. Watt and the Browns beat the shit out of T.J. Watt and the Steelers in the playoffs for the Browns' first big win. I mean, that's big story news already When without J.J. Watt. Let's say J.J. Watt goes to the Browns, they get better. T.J. Watt not getting that defensive player of the year this past year loses again. You know, J.J. dominates them. It would just mega storylines, mega storylines. I'm really here to see it. But, you know, that's just what – NBC, CBS, and some other people are saying, you never know where he might actually end up, but J.J. Watt being released from the Texans for absolutely nothing, while Deshaun Watson is still uh, apparently being held onto by the organization, and they really don't want to trade him, um, but they, they're going to have to. I think everyone in their right mind knows they're going to have to trade Deshaun Watson. There's just no way they're going to get able, uh, no way they're going to be able to get out of that. There, now, there are some other free agents out there. There's obviously, apparently, big free agent year. Obviously, we know this offseason with the quarterbacks and the, the draft's going to be crazy. There are some potential big free agents out there. Um, really, the quarterback market itself, in like true free agents, is kind of dead. Like the big names are Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, whatever, right? And the running backs, you have um, Aaron Jones. Some other names, such as, you know, you've got Kenyon Drake, Chris Carson, Philip Lindsay, Fournette, Bell, Gurley. But nothing really that's popping off. No big names out there. But when you talk about the receivers, there's some there's some high-key names you need to talk about. First of all, Allen Robinson. This Bears wide receiver, apparently there's talk that he could be tag and trade. Um which I guess is hitting him with the franchise tag and then trading him away, which I don't really understand what that means, but that's what NBC said um, when I read it today. Um, just some highlights for Allen Robinson. This Bears defense like barely scored points, and we all knew that like all year, and they were very shat on for it. Um, and he had Mitchell Trubisky, who was mightily struggling, mightily struggling. Nick Foles, who. Was absolute dog shit. And he still, since 2019, had, so the past two years, has had um, the third most receiving yards in the league behind Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. So I think this is obviously something, I don't know what their situation with their quarterback is. Are they going in for somebody like Wentz? Is that going to happen? Um, but they have, in my opinion, you got to resign Allen Robinson. I don't know what you're tagging and trading him for. If you got a franchise tag him, franchise tag him. But I don't know what potential tag and trade for the guy who has the third most receiving yards in the past two years is really going to benefit you when your offense is already needs help as much help as it can get. Um, Chris Godwin is another one, but apparently he is a huge priority for the Bucks. Which says a lot because if Chris Godwin's a priority, and there's a lot of free agents from the 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously, because Brady had everyone signing deals to come play. And, you know, this team was already kind of a team before Brady was there, and there was people leaving and whatnot, um, people getting ready to leave and whatnot this year anyway. But if Chris Godwin is the priority for the Bucks, what does that say about somebody like Gronk? You know, Mike Evans still on the team. Chris Godwin, you got Scotty Miller. Um, Antonio Brown's obviously going to be a question. Um, but what does that say about somebody like Gronk? I mean, the Bucks have a lot of people to resign, a lot. And so, in my opinion, I'm thinking Gronk, obviously he's not going to, like, he's a free agent, and there's no way he's going to play anywhere but Tampa. Like, there's no way he's going to go start a career without Brady at this point after already just coming back this past year. So that's not going to happen, right? So, but if Chris Godwin's a priority, is he jumping on the bandwagon of, yeah, I'm taking less money for, you know, for everyone to keep joining this team is that is that what's going to happen for Chris Godwin? Because you know, once you win a Super Bowl, I feel like you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish coming into the league, and obviously you could probably win another one um, next year with Brady and the team running back. But they then again, they've got to re-sign a lot of people. So Chris Godwin is a priority for the Bucks, but what does that say about somebody like Gronk, uh, Fournette, some other guys like that? Um, but then again, we may see Tom Brady getting everyone signing veteran minimum veteran minimums just to be a part of this team, just to be a part of this two-year dynasty they might have. And maybe if Tom Brady's crazy and he keeps playing, um, we'll see what happens there. But and then there's Juju Smith-Schuster. So this is like the big other, the other big receiver I want to talk about for this free agent class. Um, first of all, when you talk about Juju, you think about the TikTok dances and him getting absolutely smacked for doing them. And then he eventually had to stop, which made sense in the Steelers whole decline in the past month of the season or in the last month of the season that, you know, says a lot about a lot. Um, but the Steelers, I mean, they've had Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, Chase Claypool, um, James Washington. I mean, they've got a lot of receivers and to go out and sign Juju Juju to this money that he's that you probably don't want to give him, and especially because you're going to need to resign um, some other people like Bud Dupree, and you're going to need to uh, improve your offensive line. And Juju is obviously somebody's going to go out and pay Juju because he does have numbers. Um, somebody like the Jets, there's interest from the Jets and like people like the 49ers. Like I've been, you know just reading things up today, there's interest out there for him for other teams, and I think if you're the Steelers. One, it's not like he truly was your number one wide receiver. It seems like Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool were one and two, and Juju was three uh, this past season from watching every Steelers game that I watched, um, and I watched a ton of them. Um, So I doubt the Steelers are really willing to give him that much money compared to what somebody might give him. Uh, you know, like if the Jets give him money, you know, for if they draft a new quarterback, you never, or if they keep Stan Darnold and they want to get, you know, a established receiver out there, that'll be interesting to see. That is something that I don't see the Steelers doing at all. I don't think they really should, but we'll see how that goes. Um, that's the wide receiver free agents. Um, like we said, the quarterbacks. Running backs kind of underwhelming. The defense, there's one guy on the defense that kind of opens up your eyes. Von Miller is technically a free agent if the Broncos don't bring him back. Um, 
Vaughn Miller on a different team could be absolutely scary. Obviously, he didn't play this past year. And whether or not that affected the Broncos that mildly, that's still a question that could, you know, really not be answered. We don't know. Like, you know, Vaughn Miller's been one of the most dominant players in the NFL for the past seven or eight years on the defense side of the ball. So, you know, who knows? The Broncos were, what, seven and nine this year without him? Who knows what they could have done with him? Um, But he is like the big name that pops out on the defensive side of the ball free agency. If you if if Von Miller is broke free and allowed to go wherever he wants, that is that I mean, JJ Watt and Von Miller being available is something that does not seem real, but could possibly like be very real. Um, and so that that's something we're gonna have to find out as well. Um, enough of the NFL. Look. 14 minutes of talk, 13, 14 minutes of talking to NFL football when there's no football on NFL football on TV anymore is I'll take what I can get, right? Um, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, so Blake Griffin, this is like the big things going on. There's two big things going on. Blake Griffin is no longer going to be playing for the Detroit Pistons as they are going to wait and see what happens uh, and try to trade him away. Let's break down the logistics of this move and why the Pistons make no sense as an organization and have not made any sense as an organization in probably the past 10 years or maybe since they won that championship way back when. Um, Look, so he's going to either be traded, which probably is going to be pretty difficult to do. The man is owed $36 million. $36 million. Blake Griffin is like on the wrong side of 30 has not like been a star in the league the past two years. He had that really good season for you guys two years ago, but he's doing nothing. He averaged 12 points. He's basically just shooting threes. This is the most wild stat you'll ever hear. Blake Griffin has not dunked in an NBA basketball game since December 6th of 2019. Shout out the at playoff Dre on Twitter for that one. That, my that that is the sound of my my the like visual of a volcano going off um in my brain like the fact that Blake Griffin the guy who dunked over a car who literally has one of the craziest dunk highlight reels we'll probably ever see when he came into the league which is known as his high flying dunker has not dunked it is February 16th 2021 it has been over a year since Blake Griffin took a dunk in the NBA in an NBA game. And look, I know that the Pistons didn't get invited to the bubble. So what? It's you know he played. Look, December 2019. Then what? The season ended in March, mid March. So he still went what three months without dunking, and then probably the first, I would assume, 25 games this year. So probably a good toss-up of 50 to 55, 60 games that Blake Griffin has not dunked. He hasn't dunked. I don't know what the exact dunk numbers are of average dunkers, and I'm just emphasizing dunk as much as I can here, but it, that that's the stat. That's the stat of the night. That's the stat of the podcast. That's the stat of the podcast since I've ever started doing podcasts. Um, but he's only averaging 12 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. Like, this guy's not really doing anything. And what's the funniest thing about the Pistons is that this is their move, this is them moving towards a rebuild. 
when have the Pistons not been in a rebuild? When have the Pistons ever been – when Blake Griffin first got there um, and Andre Drummond was still there and they made the playoffs that one year and they were like the seventh seed and I'm pretty sure got swept. Like, the Pistons have been rebuilding since they won an NBA championship. Like, they have had a terrible history. I actually watched a YouTube video probably two or three weeks ago about how bad the history of the Detroit Pistons has been uh, with their drafting and that the way they handle their players and things like that. Like, notable players that I that I just knew off the top of my head that played for the Pistons at one point, Tobias Harris, Sean, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Andre Drummond, and Chris Middleton, who were drafted in the same draft. They drafted Andre Drummond and Chris Middleton, two all-stars in the same draft, and they have neither of them. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, another one. They've drafted busts such as Stanley Johnson. I mean, they're not good. They're, they don't have a good front office. They don't have a good – whoever makes decisions for Detroit Pistons is an idiot. He's such an idiot. He's such an idiot. He's such an idiot. And the fact that now it's like, well, yeah, we're going to – I don't – why are you? Why do you sit somebody when you're trying to trade them? Like, what is the point of that? And like now that's going on with – Andre Drummond in Cleveland, and we'll talk about that in a second. But what is the point of absolutely just saying no? We're not, we're not playing you. Like we're gonna, we're gonna try to figure something else out. But at the same time, being like we appreciate everything you've done, but we need you to sit out because there's really no point in it. Why? Like you're one of the worst teams in the NBA, and if you're trying to trade this guy, and you're obviously going to try to get as much value as you can, why are you just saying, yeah, just sit? Well, the guy's averaging 12, 5, and 4. This guy used to be a perennial all-star every year who used to be part of Lob City, every all all of that good stuff. And you're just saying, yeah, go ahead and sit down and you know be quiet. And that blows my mind. The people who make decisions for the Detroit Pistons have no idea what they're doing. And the players I listed you earlier shows exactly that. Tobias Harris... John Dinwiddie, Andre Drummond, Chris Middleton, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. They just traded away uh, Luke Kennard. And all these guys go on and do very good things. Tobias Harris is on the top seed in the East. Sean Didwitty, Sean, Spencer Didwitty is on the Nets. Obviously, I'm pretty sure he's hurt for the year. Um, Andre Drummond still dominates in rebounding and has done very good things in Cleveland, even though we're about to talk about him. Chris Middleton, a all-star two-time All-Star with on the same team as Gian- Giannis Antetokounmpo, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, is now an NBA champion. <laughs> Way to go, Detroit. Way to go. Um, the, next, the next thing, Draymond Green, last night, um, the, the Warriors played the Cavs. Andre and the Warriors won by a lot, whatever. Everybody's, you know, ESPN's glowing up on Steph, and it's like every night Steph plays, all you see is pictures of Steph. It's like Steph and LeBron are just be shoving in your mouth like two different cocks just shoved into your mouth at all times. But Draymond Green, after the game, had this big press conference where he basically it, – it just starts out. I don't remember – I don't know what how it started or if it was asked or if he just said, like, I, this is what I'm going to talk about. But, I mean, he said – Basically, like, the fact that Andre Drummond was apparently warming up before the game, then was told, I guess, as he's warming up that he's going to be traded and that they're going to work on a trade for him, which which 
I don't know who told him this. Was it somebody in the front office that came down and was like, "Hey, man, so you know, we're it's just not going to work out," or were they like, you know, did some did a coach have to go tell him, be like, "Hey, you know, the front office is going to look to start trading you." Like, what? And by the way, they just got this guy a year ago. They just got this guy who was who. It's what is Andre Drummond just being tossed around the league for? Like I understand he's getting older, but he's still like averages over eleven or twelve rebounds a game. Like puts up double double numbers. Um, he's playing along Colin Sexton, who everyone was hyping up about, who everyone's been hyping up. Like I don't get why he's just being tossed around. And by the way, the Cavs got this goes back to the Pistons. The Cavs got Andre Drummond for a second round pick and like a no name player, like. Oh, God, the Pistons are dumb. But, like, now the Cavs, like, if that's what you got for him, what do you think somebody's going to give you for him? Like, there's no way you're going to get more than that. And, like, what is the point of just trading this guy away? I don't understand it. I know he's probably got a lot of money on the thing. But you're Cleveland. It's not like you're going to go out and sign anybody crazy. Like, you you are nothing without LeBron. And everyone knows Cleveland is nothing without LeBron. So I don't understand that move either. But anyway, Draymond Green says that – he sees it or whatever. So Andre Drummond goes back into the locker room, comes back out in street clothes, doesn't play the game. Well, uh, word for word, Draymond Green says that is bullshit um, and starts going off and comparing, you know, how a team can come out and an organization can say, uh, we're going to trade this guy. And like the, the players are supposed to sit there and, you know, be professional and stay in shape and blah, 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 blah. Um, but if a player like James Harden, who he made he made the comparison to, wants to be traded, then all of a sudden, oh, well, he's not, he's the bad guy. Blah 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 blah. Um, you know, he compared it to apparently this was news to me. Anthony Davis was fined fifty thousand dollars back when he wanted to be traded from the Pelicans. Um, he talked about DeMarcus Cousins finding out he was traded during a press conference at the All-Star game when he was traded from the Kings to the Pelicans. So when you think about what Draymond's saying, and he's you know just essentially saying us players need to get more respect for our business decisions, he says one thing like um, everyone always wants to say, like, oh, that young guy isn't figuring it out, but maybe it's the organization who isn't figuring it out. And that within itself is – like the most accurate statement and even in a league like the NBA which is the most players league of like all the professional sports leagues like it without a doubt listens to its players the most and does the most but it like and I don't really know if he's calling out more of the league or if he's calling out more of the media or but like I guess a little bit of both because the league finding Anthony Davis $50,000 which that makes no sense and, you know, people trashing James Harden the way he did. And I'm not saying James Harden didn't do it to himself because he definitely did. But, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are real people and they, you know, they make their own decisions. Everybody messes up. But Draymond makes sense. Like, Draymond makes a lot of sense. And a lot of people, you know, love or hate Draymond Green. The guy says what he wants, says how he feels. And this one made perfect sense right on the nose that, yeah, it is kind of bullshit the way that the media and the league just handles players trying to do things for themselves. And when the line about organizations can't figure it out, that is the most accurate thing. I just went on a rant about the Detroit Pistons and how they cannot figure anything out. Anything. They haven't figured anything out in so long. 
you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers, same thing. They And he's, you know, calling them out. What have they ever done besides draft LeBron James and then bring him back? And really, LeBron James is the one that orchestrated, like, anything that's ever happened to the Cavs has came because LeBron James. Like, even them getting Kyrie Irving was because LeBron James left and they were able to get a number one player. The fact that they have Colin Sexton was because LeBron James left. Like, everything goes back to LeBron James for any success ever, ever in the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. So, yes, I totally agree that Draymond makes so sense that organizations have got to figure it out. Like, let, like think about organizations that are like the Sacramento Kings, who haven't made the playoffs in forever, and I know it's the Western Conference and blah, 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 blah. But they, they, they are constantly in the lottery, and they draft players like De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley Jr. Uh, they had the Marcus Cousins at one point. He was and even in like these players ball like they've signed Harrison Barnes they'd be like they can't figure it out and you know why it's because it's so obvious that as I've I think I swear I've said this before that when you watch sports and the older you get and the, the more you really start analyzing things and blah 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 that these organizations and the owners and the GMs of these teams I, the, the, some of them, like 50% of them, don't give a fuck about winning an NBA championship. They are trying to save money and make money. That is all they care about. And it's obvious, and that is what Draymond's saying. So I'm appreciative of him calling him out. I totally agree with it. And Draymond's that guy. 